And she's got the mouse. Accept those cookies for me. Or just close that at the X. I don't care what you yeah. want to do. Yeah. Okay. My face. There we hey go. Hey there, Facha. It looks like that shirt's checkered. That's actually just striped. It does look checkered. Is that right? Yeah, it's a striped shirt. It's Holy not a cow. checkered shirt. So are we, are we live now? Yes. We are live now. Okay, so we're live now. So here, here we are. We're recording our show for Las Vegas Real Estate now for this Saturday. We'll be on KDWN uh, at 11 a.m. So tune in then to hear the edited version. But by all means, stick around with us right now because our guest today, of course, is John Ingram uh, from Prosperity Home Loans. Hello. And, and, and Hello, world. There he is. There's John. How's the mic now? That's, that's, that's probably better. That, that's better, yes. And, uh, John, right. I've got a whole bunch of things we want to talk about today, so I'm not going to even preview it. I'm just going to – I think we should just get right into the show. What do you think, John? We're, we're like one minute early. I, I mean – Oh, well, you know, then – okay, so let me uh, I, I, let me just say before we start the show, I, I just came back and went down to uh, Palm Springs last week, heard some incredible speakers. Is that right? I really did. I, the, um, uh, ben and Jerry – Spoke at our conference. That conference, both of them, both of them were there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right. you know, and they're just they're just like you'd imagine them to be. Just Very Vermontian. Two old hippies who started an ice cream company. <laughs> I mean, it was really it was really cool. They right. they and 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 I made a note. Well, I'm just making notes the whole time listening to these people. I made a note. I said, I, you know, I think they had some disdain for us as realtors. Just a little, just a little bit of like a little these edge, guys huh? are like high power business people. You know, because there's a lot of very high producing realtors in that audience and and so okay. i think there was just a, I mean, because they they spoke negatively a little bit about the 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 business environment they really just wanted to make really cool ice cream and great ice cream and just get it out to the world that was their thing okay which is i i you know you got to admire that so. yeah i mean but, appreciate the product yep yep i mean it's everywhere now i'm not necessarily in alignment with maybe the other issues no but, no you know. but a great story that they told was um when um hagen tried to um kind of worm them out of the distributors. The distributors oh. were all distributing both theirs, and then haagen came to the market and said, well, we're not going to let you distribute haagen if you continue to distribute Ben & Jerry's. Mm. And haagen was, at that point, purchased by Pillsbury. Okay. And so they tell this story. And so Jerry came up with this campaign, and it was, what's the Doughboy afraid of? <laughs> and so, and I, and I kind of remember some of that back then. But, sure. but so they went off, and then ended up, uh, threatening a lawsuit against Pillsbury. Pillsbury eventually said, "No, no, Tribbury, do whatever you need to do," and that's fine. It kind of caved. Wow, it was an interesting story, though. There's a, there's a company in the mortgage business that did something similar to that recent, uh, like not too long ago. Uh-huh. It's in the broker world, but this company basically um, put out a requirement to everybody that was signed up with them. <clears throat> basically, you need to sign this letter that agrees you will not do business with these other companies. Oh my goodness! If you're going to do business with us, that's Clearly, and this in the broker world of lending is is like the exact opposite of the way it's supposed to be designed to be. Indeed. Like, like I can take your loan to any number of ten companies and find you the best deal. That's the right. whole pitch, right? But this company was basically saying, if you're going to use us, you can't use them. Wow, that's and I got to believe like, that we will sue you and we will uh, just it's oh bad my, stuff. Oh my goodness, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Restricting trade, restricting. We don't want that. Yeah, compete free market, for it like the rest free market, of man. Capitalism, we love it. Okay, let's get into our show here. Let's, yeah, I took you over now. Sorry. Now let's get, <laughs> let's get started. Here we go. <clears throat> segment one. Let's do, let's do backwards. Let's start segment three. Segment right. three. All right, yeah. wait a minute. Now I got to redo it. Right, <laughs> anyway. Segment three. Okay, segment three. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I am a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00484897. 
On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, it's 702-203-1165. Today in studio with me, we have uh, John Ingram from Prosperity Home Loans. Welcome back, John. Hello, Harvey. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you back. Uh, what's, what By the way, what's your NMLS number? Uh, NMLS 552-596. There we go. Now Thank we're you. all legal and stuff, and uh, that just means that John can actually do loans here in the state of Nevada. Sure, sure. John, I thought it was important today to bring up a topic that uh, we've never really touched on, and it's it's towards a dramatically underserved portion of our community. Mm-hmm. I think it's important we finally do touch on this. Uh, and we've been doing the show a long time. We've never did it, and I can't believe we have, and it's just time to get into it. Yeah, we, we waited too long. I, I, so we got to talk about real estate for pets and, and talk about the various issues that, that come up for these pets when they're yeah. trying to acquire real estate, when they're trying to sell it or buy it. It's really challenging. So a couple of things I wanted to bring up, starting, and then, and then I'm going to let you talk about yeah, the finance. I've got to say, I mean, people don't even, don't even think about this enough. They don't. I mean, it's, I mean and, and, I, and I'm embarrassed to say we've never right. touched on this. It's really, right. it's, it's awful. Um, okay, so first of all, um, some of the rules, basic rules, of course, I'm not allowed to discriminate between cats or dogs. i got to keep, you know, I, I can't okay. do that. That's part, okay. of the, part of the rules. Um, I'm also not even allowed to discriminate for age, even though they're aging by a factor of seven. Yeah, seven years in, in the case of dogs, right? Uh, right. It's really tough to, yeah. to, to not think about those in terms of when a dog gets to be seven or eight, nine, ten yeah. years old. Eighty, ninety years old, still can it, buy houses. And, still yeah, can do it. Sure, yes, sure. we're not allowed to, to do with that. Uh, some of the things I've learned in dealing with this over the time is they really don't like the term master in terms of master bedroom. Oh. That's a big no-no. I mean, you've got, I mean, you got to be sensitive to your language. We, I can understand We that. have to be sensitive to that as we've, we've become sensitive to that in, in, for humans, well, too, we, now. Yeah, we, we've seen the history of pets and stuff, and so master is a triggering word, for sure. It, it's always funny to me, and I think it's, it's, it's interesting over time. It may, may change, hopefully, in the future, but bathrooms are never really necessary for these, the, these guys. They don't really mm. care too much about the bathrooms. Well, honestly, I, I've, in, in the deals that I've been involved with, it's, it's not bathrooms. It's outdoor space that matter. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could see that. Yeah. Um, it's funny though. Cats prefer carpet, but dogs don't. You know, I, I I never really quite understood that. I guess I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with their 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 ability to scratch and stuff. I, I'm not really sure really? what that's all. But it's it's an unusual thing. I always I, and and you know uh, you're dealing with a cat looking for a house with carpet, and you're dealing with a dog. Not this this, this conflict comes into I, play I would sometimes. Think that the sliding on the floors, you know, that I've seen various dogs do. Uh, that you wouldn't want the hard surfaces, and that's maybe that's it. The dogs don't like carpets, but the cats do for whatever reason. They like, I guess mm. they they can grab it or whatever. That's that's the thing that's going on there. Okay, um, there is some discrimination allowed, and you're not allowed to. Uh, certain communities are allowed to restrict litters. Um, no litters in this community allowed, and and that's I think it's kind of sad in a way, but yeah. I, I guess I understand it. I mean, you're you're a grown dog or cat, and you're like, you know what, I don't have to deal with that. You know? Okay, so I, I could yeah. kind of see that. I mean, it's kind of the opposite probably, of what we do. Probably a density issue is what you're thinking. Could like, be, could be, yeah, because yeah, you need a lot of space. Yeah, you need a lot of space if you're yeah. going to crank yeah. out litters. Right, yeah, that's that that becomes a real challenge. Uh-huh. Um, mail service has been discontinued in some communities because of the behavior of the dogs. And mm. so that becomes a real problem. So when you're choosing your home as a dog, make sure you're going to a community where cats-only communities, and that's where mail is, or is or, or dogs are well behaved and it has not been suspended. Just just is look there, for that. We got to check with USPS and see. Will we find it in, in the HOA docs regarding that? As far as whether or not they're the they're funny doing thing stuff? is, is you mentioned HOAs. There was a funny thing. There was an HOA up in the uh, northwest part of the valley. 
um, where the community association voted to put a fire extinguisher, I mean, a fire hydrant in front of every home. I thought that was a little overkill. Yeah, that had to be expensive. I and, mean, were they full functioning? And the, well, I don't think they were. That's a great point. They must not have been they because were aesthetic. The, because the the Clark County said, "Look, we're not put, we're not doing that, guys." Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, it's I think that, on county resources. Yeah, the association wanted that amenity for their their occupants, and it's understandable. Okay. I can see why they wanted to do that. So they probably aren't all functioning. That's a great point. I, I have to look into that and find okay. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Like, do they color them different? That's that's an interesting choice. Yeah, because yeah, if, you're, if there's like a fire, these are the working ones, and those are not working, they're just faux. Or right, because the fire yeah. department goes, they need to know. I yeah. mean, they hook up to a bad fire hydrant. That's that's devastating. Uh, the, yeah, you could lose uh, yeah, six, you, seven properties. That's that's awful. Um, it's generally frowned upon to sublet to mice or gerbils. It's just that, I mean, most communities well, really don't like subletting that. Subletting is always touchy, right? I mean, you do a lot of rentals. So, yes, yeah. Um, we don't like it. Uh, in, yeah, your leases wouldn't even allow it, right? But we've never really done it interspecies issue. It's never been an interspecies mm. issue for us, but for them it is, and so they, they really do frown upon that. What about, like, gerbil and law quarters? Um, gerbil and laws... That's a great point. You know, if they, if, if I guess, it, you know, if the house has enough room, let's go for it. Okay. But again, the cool thing about that is you don't need those extra bathrooms. You really don't, it doesn't really matter that much to them for the most part. Gain some space back. That's exactly right. Um, this recent legislation, just in the last few years, basically, basically restricted the use of catnip only to be done in, in the private residence or in newly registered catnip lounges. Uh, so that's, you just won't see people, you know, the, enjoying their catnip on the bench in the ex- park. Exactly right. That's not acceptable. So, uh, so those are some of the things that we're dealing with. Listen, I want to talk about some of the financing issues that you've come across, John. Yeah, there there are a number, number of things in my world. I, I, I mean, the, one of the, the hot buttons that I kind of bump into frequently is is citizenship, right? Mm. So you're you're... German shepherds and your uh, your uh, Chihuahuas, they're four nationals, wow, right? And right. so the financing is much, much tougher to get those. Now, you get me an American Bulldog, no problem. Right. Absolutely. You can, you know, there's all kinds of help and assistance there. Mm. So you got to be aware of that citizenship issue and, and get the right, uh, okay. the right documentation. Right. That makes sense. Um one of the tougher things to quantify is the income side of things for mm-hmm. for various uh, situations. Mm-hmm. And so the methodology that we use as a lender is is a treat and toy-based income. Oh, okay. So the number of treats and toys that the, the animal receives in any given month, we're able to calculate that out as a supportive income for any pot- potential purchase, right? Mm-hmm. When we're coming to financing, it's absolutely critical that we make sure you can afford to make the payment, mm-hmm. right? Nice. And so that's the... the the most typical way to do it, as opposed to like with self-employed animals where you might go with bank statements and things like that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so the, the treat toy income is absolutely important. Um, there are property concerns that we have when we're coming into financing, right? Um, the, the couple of the big ones is the, their ability to, to go outside. Um, and do they have the proper amount of space mm. um, that Good. would make that property a good risk? Because at the end of the day, that property is our collateral. Sure. And we've got to make sure that's going to be acceptable and provide, you know, full amenities and services for the buyers. Right. Um, one one thing I think that surprises people is we make no distinction between pure breed and mixed breed. Oh, nice. Everybody gets access to the same products. That's and awesome. so I'm, I'm really proud of that as an industry. Yeah. That we, you know, we just never had that as a problem. You know what I wanted to speak? I, I wanted to ask, do, do, do military dogs have VA benefits? Is that something that they can apply for? There, There is a service dog uh, uh, uh 
product. Okay. Uh, it's not strictly related to military. Okay. Um, but any service-related animals nice. um, can access that program. Um, and I will say that uh, there are really, really good programs to help to help buyers get in the door Um who were adopted, who maybe didn't come oh. from wealthy households, right? So nice. we do we have assistance programs uh, specifically aimed towards the adopted community. Beautiful. Um, which is, is really nice to be able to share out with people. That's terrific, yeah. You always like to hear those types of stories. When yeah. And when those are successful, you know, when you're, yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, okay, so um, as, as, we, as we go forward in this, I have to say that uh, for the most part, um, you know, we have to say April, April Fools, Fools, guys. Oh. You know, we had to, we had to get. I mean, you know, with John and me on the same program, happens to fall on April first. We just had to get you guys and I, make sure you understood. Now, the, the sad thing, John, I just is, lost it there a couple of times <laughs> as I was doing. I wanted to laugh. That was good when you talked about the litter stuff. You got me. I didn't. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I came up with that last minute. The, yeah. the, uh, but anybody who tuned in and like uh, and was listening and then tuned out before we said April Fools is right. going to be like, wait, we got to tune into that show again. I hope, I, hope, I hope you guys got a little chuckle out of it, right? Oh, um, that was fun. That any, was... any animals that were offended or yeah, pets that were certainly. offended by this, we mean no yeah. harm, yes. of course. Yes. The, uh, we left out the entire fish community. We did. We did. Um, with some, some other underserved elements, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, and maybe we'll talk about some real real estate. So stay yes, tuned. We'll be back please. in just a minute. <laughs> that was good. Y'all are a bunch of that was that was funny. Hopefully, hopefully, the audience liked it. I, I think they'll enjoy that. I, I can imagine somebody turning it on in the middle and just like, like what the f- what special the? assistance programs were adopted. Yep. So I didn't give you notes on the credits. Okay, so tell Are, me tell me which direction we're headed. Well, I mean, I'm Did- happy going through any questions that you get from consumers <clears throat> okay. and that sort of thing. And we can kind of flow and flesh it out as okay. we go through. Let's just talk about uh, how you, basically we're talking about how you, how you establish and maintain good credit and what things you should or shouldn't do. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. And I think you get into things like as people begin to uh, consider the process of buying a house, they start tinkering with their credit, right? They start talking or thinking about what they're going to do with their credit. And so there are certain things that people do right and wrong okay. that we can sort of hit on. Okay. Um, I, I would invite Carly to chime in on any of this that yeah. she wants to from yeah. the background. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do that. All right, here we go. Segment two. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have John Ingram here from Prosperity Home Loans. Hey, uh, hey, John. You know, I wanted to, to get into the idea of credit. Now that we've seen interest rates go up, and now they, they hopefully they, they've stabilized at this point, although they're bouncing around a little bit. But I think it's really more important now than ever to talk about how to get and maintain good sure. credit. So, sure. so the cost of borrowing has gone up, right? Interest rates are up, up, and up. Yeah. It's affected everybody's credit card, everybody's auto loans, everybody's any new borrowing you're doing is affected by this. And so, maximizing your credit. Yep. 
is is something that um, most reasonable people would want to do. So when I'm dealing with a buyer, a lot of times they'll, they'll have questions of me. Hey, Harv, what, yeah. can I can I or should I or would I or should I not or what? You know, these are the questions that come right. up. A couple of them are this. One of, one of course is, you know, can I go out and buy my appliances and can I go out and buy? You know, and, and I know the answer to that is you know, no, don't yeah. spend any. Please don't. Don't use any credit until we close your transaction. Right. Well, and, and see that's that's a, even for me that goes a little too far because it doesn't have to be as extreme as that. It doesn't have to be stop using credit, right? Mm-hmm. When you're in the process of buying a house. Right. No major purchases. Continue your normal behavior. Oh, okay. Whatever is normal for you, that's what you want to <clears> do. <throat> Avoid the unusual, those special purchases. Don't so buy a car. Don't pre-fund your trip to Jamaica. You know, <laughs> right. those, those type of things, because that will come into my consideration. Right. And then certainly anything that that needs to look at your credit on the basis of extending you new credit, that's something I'm sensitive to. Okay. If you have your auto insurance company check your credit because you want to get better insurance quotes, please go ahead and do that. Do that's not going to cause me any problem. Good. What we're concerned with is the your ability to take out new borrowing that we have to take into consideration. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and I'll give you one more thing on this. Go ahead. People are really, really sensitive, and we've almost instilled it and hammered into into them. Be careful of credit inquiries, right? Don't let your yeah. – it's going to hurt your credit and all this kind of stuff. And, yes, it is true that a, a, a inquiry on your credit where you're applying to a credit card, an auto loan, a mortgage – counts as a negative to your credit, right? right? And why is that? It's a negative because you're out seeking additional credit that you have no history of managing yet, right? Okay. And so that's a slightly negative thing. It's higher risk. If you're not asking for due credit, you're a better risk than somebody who is, right? right? Right. That's that's the feature there. And so that generally will take one to six points from your credit score. It's going to last four months or so. And it will slowly come back to you. It's not it's not a, a permanent scarlet letter in any way. Right. It is something that you will recover from and you'll get those points back. So what I generally advise people is you want to be selective and protective, but not fearful okay. of letting, you know, getting your credit checked. Okay. So normal use of your cards that you've been doing on a weekly or monthly right. basis is fine. Uh, if, and, and, you know, that inquiry thing has always been the the question that we get as well. Hey, sure. I, I might suggest to them, hey, listen, I want you to consider shopping your mortgage with yeah. more than just one lender. And they always say, well, if I do that, my credit gets, not so much, really. Yeah, it's really, it's really not. I mean, certainly, and the answer is different from bureau to bureau. So like TransUnion versus Equifax versus Experian. Um, but generally, 30 days is safe. Okay. If you do all your mortgage shopping within 30 days, really only the first inquiry is counting against you. The others won't have any negative impact. Got it. Okay. And that, and that's, that's important to know because a lot of people out there are reluctant. Yeah. And they should. I think it's really important that yeah, they make th- sure they're getting the best that possible are, deal. Are, those that get harmed are the ones that try to string <laughs> it out. Yeah. Like, I'll do one this month, I'll do a different one next month, and ah. so on. That's actually worse for you. I got you. The other thing that happens is, is, is the question I got, and I got this question many times, actually, and I was surprised to get it, but, but it kind of makes, it's counterintuitive to believe it. Should I close that account? Should I close? <laughs> should I close? I think I'm going to close that account so yeah. I get better credit. Generally, uh, please don't. Don't, right. Right. Um, closing accounts, and this I see this a lot with my seniors the most, where mm-hmm. In preparing for a house purchase, they'll they'll get themselves debt free, right? But they'll go the extra step of actually closing credit card accounts yeah. or closing other accounts, and that's actually a negative for your credit score, right? And if it, the logic behind it is, I have this, and I'm making this up here, but I have this account that you've had for five years, you've paid it on time for five years, everything is going great. You suddenly 
pay and close off that account, now it stops talking about you going forward. It says, well, they paid on time two months ago and three months ago, and the the further and further away from your last activity, the less positive that is in your credit score, right? So it's not that it's actually harming, but it's no longer boosting your score up, right. saying everything is going okay right now. But it also diminishes your capacity to Yeah, to when borrow. you're talking about credit cards specifically, right. your available credit is a very significant factor mm-hmm. uh, in determining your credit score. Not not to say that a person with a million dollars of available credit has a better credit score than a person with a thousand dollars, but what the issue there is, is when I spend $500 and I only have a thousand available, I'm at 50% of my credit usage. I'm getting, I'm using a lot of my credit versus $500 on a million dollars is nothing. Right. 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 So that's the consideration there. So if you close accounts, especially credit cards, you're reducing the amount of credit you have available for you. And therefore the credit that you are using becomes a larger percentage, which is a negative. The other thing that, that, that comes up quite often, John is, Mm -hmm. is that people say, Hey, should I hire one of those credit fixing companies to help me out? And, 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 and I'm always reluctant to recommend they do any of that. But but what you as a mortgage lender, what's your advice? Me too. What's your advice on um, that? So it's a it's a really rough industry. There is yeah. licensing that goes into it, but there's bad actors out there. My general advice and is is this: I'm okay with you you hiring a credit repair company if you want to, so long as you believe they're reputable and maybe right. give a recommendation for them as, as somebody who's done well in the past for other people. That's on the surface is okay. But understand that one, they're doing things that you could do yourself right. if you had the energy and the impetus and the knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's one part of it. But let's say they're doing well. The, 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 the next mistake I, I give uh, on this is people that stay in it too long. If you've been paying for credit repair for a year, you're wasting money, in my opinion. Oh, my. Okay. I think you're going to get whatever gains you're going to get in probably the first six months, and then it should be over. Okay. All right. That makes From sense. From there, That's good it's advice. just good behavior. Right. Right. Um, there, they will have gotten rid of any collections that they could get rid of in that first six months. Right. They would have um, given you any advice tactically on what to pay or what not to pay in that six months. You go beyond it, and they're they're just you're just a revenue stream that they're just going to keep milking for as long as you keep paying. And interesting. And so that's that's my two cents. That's there. I mean that's great advice because I know that you you know you're intimately involved with people in trying to establish and, and uh, get a mortgage and then get into their sure. credit, talk to them. And I know you you'll, you're happy to share advice based on your knowledge about what that yeah. is there too. Yeah. And that, that becomes useful. So oftentimes I'll tell them, hey, talk with a lender first. Yeah. See what the issue is or what issues you have. The, the other thing about that is don't be afraid to talk to a lender. That's the thing that I, yeah. you've seen it all. Oh yeah, for sure. There's, there's, there's no shame. Yeah, you know, for me, we've like, all been there. No one's been injured having a conversation <laughs> with me. You know what I mean? Right. But there, the credit scoring system is deliberately opaque. Like they don't want you to know yeah. what the formula is exactly doing. There's general information out there right. uh, and, and some really good accurate information that does tell you what to do. But so much of it comes from experience and, and just digging into it. And there's there's better and worse online resources for where to get information. I'll just throw it out there. One of the ones I recommend is myfico.com. Okay. So this is Fair Isaac Corporation, the company behind FICO. Right. Um, they have a website that has message boards where a lot of good information is being shor- is shared. And it's from the company that controls that formula. 
myfico.com. Carly, yeah. we'll get that up on the website. We'll set up a link at uh, lvrealestateradio.com. Really You'll be able to go there. Yeah. yeah, there's a good message board there and that, that sort of thing. I'm not asking you to pay for anything there. It's just a place for information. Sweet. Right? No, that's great. Um, but there's a lot of counterintuitive stuff in the, in the credit score process that people don't really get. And I'll give you a couple of things. One, <clears throat> Hang on one second. Let's do yeah. this. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And I want those things to come after the break because we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. Yeah, you'll like this. It's good. Yeah, no, this is good because John's going to give you some really good advice on how. It's things that you might not believe. You might not understand as to why they're going to help you with your credit. But you need to know about these things. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few moments. That was good. Not rambly? No. It was no, all right? No, no all right. it's good. All right. It's good. So you want to touch on those counterintuitive things? Yeah, like a couple of counterintuitive things. Okay, good. <clears throat> Cannot get my throat cleared. <clears throat> All right. Here we go, segment three. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. And if your pets want to get in touch with us, give them the number seven zero two three two four sixteen eighty three. I get all the pet calls. And yes, gets the other. That's and that's the way as it should be. As it should be. Um, so, John, before the break, we were talking about the idea of, of some counterintuitive things that people should be thinking about yeah. to improve their credit. Let's let's go through some. Well, of those. let me start out with this, which is. Like, what score are you aiming for, mm. right? And this has become more complex, actually, in recent days. Um, it used to be pretty standard that 740 mm-hmm. and higher mm-hmm. was all the same thing. Mm. That has recently changed where they've add, added additional sort of what we call buckets right. of credit score range into the system. So now, technically, the, the best group is 780 and higher, oh. right? Um, do I need a 780 versus a 740 versus a 720? No, you don't need it. They're all very good credit. There's, right. there's not, there's not any issue there. The, the next thing that, that comes out of this for me besides the scores is where you get the score. That's mm. everything. This is the biggest frustration for consumers uh, that I run into on a daily basis. I mean, literally every week I have this conversation about I, um, my credit score is 720 and I pull it. Mm-hmm. And it shows 680, for example. Right. What the heck is going on here? This is this is yeah. BS. Yeah, right? you're, yeah. Um, they think you're controlling this score somehow. Yeah, what are you looking at? <laughs> well, uh, it's it's a very specific thing where there are a thousand different credit score formulas out there in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Mortgages use very specific formula. One formula is currently approved. Um, the FICO <clears throat> five system. Um, so the the FICO score that you get on your credit score right now is very similar. I'm sorry, your credit cards uh-huh. is very similar to the score that we get, but not exactly the same. We're using, as I say, FICO 5. They're on FICO 10, FICO oh. 9, FICO 8, whatever oh. it may okay. be. Um, then you have the others out there. Um, Schmidt Schmarma um, has a credit score formula that they've created them sm- themselves. Right? Oh, them smells. <laughs> yeah, so Schmidt Schmarma, um, that is a totally different formula and gets very different results. What I would tell more people, favorable results um, is it? Ooh, are they a, doing? Are they doing that just so people like them? <laughs> a little bit. I, I, yeah, I can and see as that. As well as it's, it allows them to give it away for free. 
Right. Because if if I gave away the formula that lenders actually use, that's right. the FICO score, mm-hmm. you have to pay a royalty to FICO to use the formula. Oh. And so that would cost them money, and they don't want that. So they came up with their own formula that tries to mimic oh. the formula that lenders actually use, and that's what they try to give out. Okay. Right? Right. So that's how they can give it away for free, ultimately. Okay. Um, and then you've got other issues. You had the, the three major credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. They don't like the fact that FICO is is getting this this piece of the pie, right? Right. That they have to pay for uh, a f- formula. So what they did is they came up with their own new system themselves. Oh. And this is years ago now, but they came up with something called the Vantage Score. Okay. And the Vantage Score. This is the dirty dirty truth of this is. The FICO score system goes to 850 at the highest score range, right? right. And so the average person is going to be between, say, 660 and 720, somewhere in there. Right. And that's where it is. Well, the credit bureaus, they got together. They designed this new formula. They called Advantage, and they made the formula go to 950. Oh. <laughs> now, this is what you were, you were talking about. Okay. That is a deliberate choice. This is just opinion. Right. Put in the dots. Clearly. But if I set the formula to go to 950, then those people that are at 670 and 680 and 700 Uh now look like they're close to eight. Mm -hmm. Right? There you go. And are you more likely to do business with the company that that is giving you a higher credit score in their formula? Yes, I am. I can think of a great analogy. And it's something I've learned over the years is is when you go to the uh, clothing store and you're buying slacks and you're looking for the waist size. And certain manufacturers <laughs> allow a lot more leeway in the actual measurement of those waist sizes than is oh, real. Interesting. So I'm a 38, no matter where I go, but but some jeans some fit better than others, right? Some fit better than others. So it's the same th- same concept. Yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> you know, of course, they have their their story about how it's a more inclusive formula and it does more accurately predict. That's what they would sell you, and, right? Okay, right. And that's their their good intent, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be totally negative on it. No, but that's, that's the problem, right? So the consumers out there are are getting their credit scores from these places, and it just doesn't match what I get very frequently, right? Right. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, when you tell people, hey, I need you to have this score to qualify and they say, well, gee, I got great. I got that score. And then they come to see you. and Oh, no, you don't really have that score. That's right. disappointing. Very disappointing. Right. Yeah, that's I understand that. All right. So we dealt with that. We talked about don't don't close your credit cards in advance of buying a house. Right. right. I'd rather you stay still than do any major changes. Right. The next one people do is they will take money and they'll pay off cars or they'll pay off student loans and oh. these type of things that is a different kind of mistake yeah. because generally you're taking large sums of money to pay off the account. Paying off an installment loan is not necessarily positive to your credit score right? because in the credit score formula, how much you owe on your car has no impact to what your credit score is. Oh. Whether you owed $5,000 or $50,000, no difference. Gotcha. What's being measured is how long you've had the account, how long you've paid it on time, those type of things. Gotcha. Um, but the actual amount you owe is irrelevant. Okay. So you've taken the account from having a balance to having no balance. That does nothing for you. But here's the negative side. You've now closed a positive account. Mm-hmm. It said good things about you three months ago, but it's not talking about you now. Right. 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 And so the more accounts that you can have open saying good things about you right now, yeah. the better off you are. Right. Yeah, and also by paying off. I mean, and I'm thinking out loud here. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. Also, by paying, you're taking money from some place that you have stashed. Huge. And and it's gone. <laughs> right. Right. I'd much rather you had that ten thousand dollars in your savings account. There you go. So that we can be tactical with it. Right. As opposed to you using it to pay off a, a car loan that's not going to improve your credit significantly in any way. Right. 
So that's a that's a big mistake. The other one that that is I think super important for people to hear, and I would love if everybody would share this with their friends and family. Um, don't pay off collections prior to buying a house. Oh, okay. And and I appreciate the instinct that people want to clean their credit up before they potentially start the house buying process. I would think that. Yeah, and so you want to settle maybe old bad debts, whether whether they were legit or not. We're not talking about that. But by taking a collection account and suddenly paying it, you're doing a huge disservice to your credit score. Okay. Because at, like installment loans, the balance that you owe on your collection has no relevance to your credit score. Huh. What's being measured is when did that collection occur? Okay. Right? So it goes off of your last activity date. Your last payment to that creditor was three years ago in January. Making that up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the date that is driving the impact in your credit score. The older a collection is, the less damaging it is. Okay. Right? Um, the newer it is, the more damaging. Makes sense. And so when you go and you pay that account, you're resetting that activity date. So instead of looking three years old and unpaid, now it's from last month and paid. Oh, boy. And last month is way worse for your credit score. Gotcha. And so I don't want you to touch those things. Okay. Almost no mortgage program today requires you to pay a collection. Okay. They don't have that built into the rules. Right. Right. Um, And there's... There are always, always exceptions to everything in my industry, but but for the most part, we're going to leave you alone on those. Okay. Um, and and so that's a big disservice. Once again, you're talking about large sums of money that people are using, and it's actually harming their score in the short run. Right. Versus doing something good, that's that's a major major mistake. Let's let's say, um, and, and we don't have a few moments left in this segment. We're going to come mm-hmm. back and do some more in the next segment. But I want you to think about this before we go into the next segment. Okay. Let's say I am out there right now and I'm listening to the show, and I I don't have good credit. Right. I, I've made some mistakes. I've had some problems in the past, and um, I want to start getting it right. And I don't want to have to depend on somebody else. I want to do this myself. I want to do the things that are necessary to do it. Mm-hmm. So I want to I want you to think about the thing. You told us a couple of things we shouldn't do. Right. I want to tell. I want you to go through the list of things that we should do so that I can buy a house. If my credit's bad today, oh. I want to buy a house six months or a year from now. Okay. I want to be in a situation where I can go ahead and get that house and get that mortgage to do it. So let's think about that. In the meantime, Ooh, I like that question. In the meantime, guys, let's step away. Let's run a couple quick commercials and come back. We got a lot more to talk to John about, so stay tuned. I apologize. I have a tickle in my throat. Oh yeah. Oh, I had a. I saw you turn around. I was like. I said, we're so repulsive, she had to turn yeah, around. Right. That, that's Carly, everybody. She's having... Yeah, we're just like, oh. You're not going to talk about pets again, are you? Yeah, I believe it's called a conniption. Um, <laughs> a conniption. I don't know what that translates to, but I believe I believe it's conniption, what she yeah. is. That's Yiddish. I think that's a Yiddish. I believe it that's is. It's a Yiddish term, yeah, yeah conniption. Anything yeah. with a K in is yeah. conniption. Yeah. And Canadal. Yeah. <laughs> Canadal. Canoodle. Canoodle is Canoodle. a C, it's not a K. That's oh, the yeah. difference. I don't, yeah, I don't know the canoodle. I know Canadal. Yeah, um, Carly knows all about the canoodling. What's it? Uh oh, uh oh, little hussy. Uh oh, trouble. <laughs> She's married. Everybody's calm down. Yeah. She's allowed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if we're going to even talk about this. We'll see. We'll stay on credit. I don't know how much you know. Yeah, we got one more segment. We'll see if if we run out. Of, if you won't run out of stuff, but if we do, I don't think so. Yeah, and if we do, I'll I'll bring it. But otherwise, I'll I save like it for next week. We're touching on like the credit numbers like people always want to know that like yeah saying, what's the number i got to get to the, right they yeah. want to know yeah. what's the number like okay. I, that was good to know about the 740 and stuff like before like that was sure good because people <clears> assume 
I have a 630. Do I have to have a 700? Like, people always ask that. No, stuff. yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that's part of the goal. Yeah, Set the goal. Yes. Here's the number. Sure. Here's how you get there. Here's sure. the things you want to do. Okay, let's do that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Segment four. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate. Now we're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea Where for our program, please. Where do we reach out please... to you at, Harvey? What's that? Where do we reach out to you at? Uh, you reach out to me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me, uh, that uh, person uh, interrupting me. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, helping yeah. me out uh, was John Ingram uh, from yeah. Prosperity Homos. Co-piloting. John, yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Co-conspirator. Uh, yeah, that's more accurate. Co-conspirator. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we were talking about credit, John. And before the break, I, I asked you to think about a couple things. Number one, I'm I'm out there listening to the program right now, and I'm someone who has made some mistakes. I've got I don't have a great credit score right now. First of all, what are the things I should do to get it better? If I want to do them, myself, I want to do them myself. And secondly, what what goal should I have? If I want to buy a house six months from now or a year from now, what's my goal? What's that number I want to hit too? Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I love the question. There are a, a couple things that come to mind for me on that. One is um, a you want to stop the negatives. Right. Right. So if there is something that's actively a problem right now, like I am currently behind on my auto loan or my credit card. Right. You want to get that to current. That's priority one. Stop any new negatives from happening. Okay. Okay. Because the the further you are away in time from when the last negatives happened, mm-hmm. the the more chance your credit score has to heal. And there there is there's never like a fixed number for everybody, right? You're, right. you're, you're, no one out there is a 600 forever, right? right? You always have the ability to make next month improvement and change and, okay. and restore back to it. There is no situation so bad that it can't be recovered from. So I'll just say that. Great. Um, second sort of hot button thing for me is um, your revolving credit score balances are typically the largest thing that, that determines the swing in your credit score where it's up 20 points, down 20 points, that sort of thing. It's the balance of your revolving credit score, uh, credit the card Visa, accounts. the MasterCard, That's the right. Discover, those cards. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so you want to get those down. The general thresholds I would give you is first gear, uh, first goal is get all of your accounts below 50% of their credit limit. Okay. That Good target. Will, that will take the account from being an active negative force in your credit score, pushing your score lows, lower, mm-hmm. to going into neutral. If you can get it around uh, below 50%, you'll kind of switch that account back into neutral. Nice. Um, next is if you want it to actually push your credit score higher and be a positive for you, get it below 30% of your credit limit. Okay. Okay. And that's each account individually as well as all accounts overall in aggregate. Let me interrupt you a second. Let's say I get it down to 50. Can I call a credit card company and ask them to increase the increase the load for um, me? You don't have to wait until it's down below. If you can get, and this is a valid strategy, if you can get your creditors to raise your limits. Right. That's the same as you paying down the nice. percentage. Okay, good. Right? Good. And, and oh, that, I mean, it brings up a good tip for everybody. You don't have to be afraid of your credit limits increasing. So long as your behavior would allow you to not dig a hole you can't recover from, right. 
Let them raise your limit. Have a million dollars of available credit. Yeah, There's yeah. no harm in that. No one's making you use it. Correct. Nobody's <laughs> making you use it. And truthfully, that's that's one of the strategies I use personally to take the volatility out of my credit score. So gotcha. if I pay for some you know fancy trip or something, I don't have to worry about that tanking my credit score because I have so much available to me. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So that's that's a good way to do it. Good. Um, so yeah, either paying down the balances or raising your limits. Both strategies work. So fifty percent is neutral. Anything above fifty percent is actively pushing your score down the higher you are the more the closer you are to maxing out your cards the more negative that push got it okay then um, down to 30 percent is a positive push and really the magic line if you're going for like perfection seven percent wow okay if you can have it and and and, uh, this is going to blow some people's minds but it's actually better to not have everything at a zero right uh it's actually better to have one account with a small balance than everything paid to zero wow okay so if i leave ten dollars on one credit card my credit score will be actually two three four points higher interesting yeah okay outstanding that's that's a thing there that's great stuff um so okay so we did that we talked about paying or the collection thing i don't want you to pay off the collections except if you can negotiate for the collection to be deleted from your credit file. Okay. So I get on the, the phone with the creditor and I explain that I'd like to settle this issue out. And, but in order to do that, I have a, a certain amount of money I can give you. Right. But B, I need to know that you guys will delete it from my file as if it never existed. Right. That's the big thing. Okay. Because if I can get them to, to agree to do that... When I pay it, now it gets removed from my credit report and the collection never existed at all, right? Nice. That's your highest good and really my recommended way of dealing with collections from the past. I will warn you, don't set up payment plans with them. Oh, okay. Because once you've made a single payment, they got gotcha. you. Okay. You just reset the seven-year clock. You did all kinds of things there. Okay. So I want to pay what I can pay to be done with it. Right. Or don't touch it at all. Leave it right? alone. And then I want to get that agreement of deletion. I want that in writing from them before I give them a single penny. Okay. Okay. So they agree to do it. It can't just be what they say to me on the phone. Right. I need something in writing because if they don't do what they said, you can show that letter to the credit bureaus and they'll remove it. You have your proof. Okay, good. You have your ammunition. I paid this amount. They were supposed to do this. They didn't do it. Okay, cool. Um, So be be aware of that. And then maybe the next one is we don't, we want to limit new credit. So the best credit scores will have at minimum three to four open positive accounts talking about them. Okay. So I'll have a couple of credit cards, maybe a car loan or something like that. Uh, But you want to have at least three to four open positive accounts at a minimum. You could have more. It's not necessarily a negative to have more, but that's the minimum to be able to get to the best credit scores possible. Um, And and you want to be ideally um, have no accounts that are less than 12 months old. So if you're really looking into the future, open what you need to have opened, use it responsibly for a year, and then your credit score is going to be kind of in prime shape at that point. Nice. Right? Okay. And then one last part, which you kind of hinted at, and I think people want to know this, is what are the credit scores that I should be aiming for? Right. Right? So this is 
there's there's variable answers. Yeah, there's so no one simple answer. There's I understand no that. one simple answer right, here, right. and 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 in our industry, we absolutely encourage everybody to apply that wants a mortgage. Right. right. No one should be discouraged from applying for a mortgage. But in general, I would tell you if you're six twenty or higher and buying a primary residence, there are a few programs that would do that. Okay. If you're below six twenty, there are there are smaller sample of niche programs that would do that. Okay. So the government loans like FHA and VA will tolerate below 620. Okay. They'll technically go down, go down to a 500 credit score. Wow. Although that's not very practical. Right. But it does exist in the world. Okay. Um, and then if you were like doing jumbo financing where you want to borrow a million or $2 million, you want to be 700 or better okay. to have the, there are options lower, but the terms change. Right. Right. The size of down payment gets bigger. The interest rates get higher, things like that. Yep. So, yeah, lenders do adjust the interest rate based on the risk. And so the FICO, your FICO score does impact your interest rate. Correct. So uh, I might have, if I have a, uh, if you have a better FICO score than me, we go to, the, we do everything the same. You might end up with a better rate than me just because of that, just surely because of FICO yeah, score. Yeah, it's funny. We, we just this week, just this week, we dealt with a client who we pulled their credit. They had a 760 credit score. Hmm. They lost their mind. Yeah, I just looked at my credit. It's eight hundred. Why are you getting seven sixty? And what is going on? Right. And they insisted, ten days after we pulled it, they insisted we pull it again. Okay. Well, okay, we pull it again, and they did have an eight hundred credit score at that time. Nice, right? Some data had updated to the credit bureau. Right. But here's the point: the client missed in this case, or would not accept. It made zero impact in their financing. <laughs> There's no difference in right. that product that they were getting right. between seven sixty and eight hundred. Interesting. Okay, so some, it affects some and, and not and, and not others and not others, and it affects it in certain segments. It's it's not you you don't go up for every point you gain. That's correct. You don't see a better rate for every point. Right? You gain. Yeah, they're generally okay. in buckets of about twenty points. There so you go. Six eighty to seven hundred, seven hundred to seven twenty. Got it. That makes perfect sense. Boy, you know, great information today, John. I mean, I think this is important. I hope it wasn't too far in the weeds for everyone. No, no, no. You know. I think this is good stuff. I mean, I think there's people out there who are who are, are hoping to buy and wanting to buy, and, and we're afraid to even think about it. Well, guys, credit is such the, the thing oh, that people get worried about. Yeah. I mean, it's so much in our heads, for sure. Uh, but, guys, if you have a question, text John to my number, 702-203-1165. I'll put you in touch with him. He'll help you with your credit situation, get you ready to buy in six months or a year. What a fun real estate hour. Got to thank yeah. uh, Mark, our production director. Thank Carly again for doing a great job and our outstanding expert contributor and a returning grand champion, John Ingram. <laughs> happy um, April Fools, everybody. <laughs> and happy April Fools, indeed. Uh, next week, we'll have another wonderful hour for you. Our guest is going to be Rick Sandemy from Equity Title. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any other topics we cover, for instance, pets, for that, for that matter, uh-huh. just uh-huh. call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday, eleven, right here on KDWN.